This episode of the 748 Division One show and all episodes of this show is brought to you by Granny's Bakery, located in Salina at 401 West Pecan Street. You can give them a call at 469-352-8806. You can find them online at grannysweeties.com. And, man, they have it all. They have cakes. They have cake balls. They have pastries. They have breads. They have a coffee bar. They have a beer and wine selection. They have a cupcake factory. I didn't even know that was a thing. Why didn't I know that was a thing? I love cupcakes. Uh, They also have classes because at Granny's Bakery, the cooking and the baking and everything, it's it's the love of a grandmother that that begat this store. Uh, And she wants to continue that with teaching other people how to do the things that she does. We're going to have her on uh, on one of these episodes because they have an amazing story about where the store is located. It's basically the, the same floor plans on the same spot where Granny, the original Granny, started you know baking and all that and so we're going to have her on to talk about that because i just think that is so awesome uh, but you also want to go check out their facebook page uh, just type in granny's bakery or granny's sweeties cakes and confections and look at some of the stuff they post there and on their facebook reels uh, the cake of the week this week for example it's a banana foster i don't even like banana i mean i eat it because you're supposed to it's got a lot of potassium blah 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 but man when i look at that cake i want to try that cake uh, they also have assorted cake balls on one of their reels, and just every one of them just looks so delicious. Grant Goodwin and I have sideline to sideline. We cannot wait till we're up into the Salina area because we've got some cookies coming to us, and we cannot wait to try them. So check out Granny's Bakery. Again, they're located in Salina, 401 West Pecan Street. Give them a call, 469-352-8806. Find them online, grannysweeties.com. Or on Facebook, just type in Granny's Bakery. It was a huge week for 7-4-A Division One, and let's talk about it. Hello, everybody. Terry Bennett here on the Granny's Bakery 7-4-A Division One show right here on S2S Sports, part of L4 Media. As we hit week two of the football season, and in week one, 7-4-A Division One, man, they really shined as all but one team got a win. And that one team that lost was Carrollton Ranchview, and they got beat by by an up-and-coming, I think, Paris North Lamar team. They're doing a lot of things nice out there, and they lost 27-12. But Richard Leonard, the new head coach of Carrollton Ranchview, he knew coming in that he was going to have a lot lot to do to get this program back up and running like where they were. Uh, I think what 2019 they went nine and two, and, and believe me, he's got the he's got the coaching acumen and, and the offensive system that eventually they're going to be pretty good. But let's look at the rest of the district this past week, and you just got to be really impressed. Look at what, of course, Salina did. Uh, they played a, another Paris team in Paris and beat them forty to nine. Now this is a, a game that you know Salina and Paris have been playing for a few years, and I really enjoy this. East Texas, DFW, North DFW uh, rivalry that's kind of formed. And, and, you know, Salina came to this game. A lot of questions on the offensive side. They've got a couple new running backs, a couple new offensive linemen. Uh, But, man, they responded well as that offense gained almost 300 yards on the ground. Knox Porter threw for a touchdown. Cash Hurst caught a touchdown. Uh, But more importantly, Man, that offensive line, Tyler Weeks and Zadine Demas, man, they just absolutely paved the way uh, for the Salina running backs. And just 
Just a, honestly a dominating game. Uh, and I figured that they would beat Paris. And with Paris, you just never know. You know, Paris can one day just absolutely uh, shock the world. And the next game, they, they, they barely beat, you know, a 5-5 five and five team. Uh, and especially this year, because Paris is kind of getting away from the wing tee and they're trying to do some more passing and things. And, and you just don't know what you're going to get with them. But after that opening drive, Paris did come out and they looked pretty good on that first drive. But Salina made all the adjustments and they were able to take care of them. Uh, but let's go back to that offense. Logan Gutierrez and Harrison Wills Williams. Uh, Gutierrez, the sophomore. Williams, the junior. They combined for 279 yards. And, you know, for, for a Salina team that the, the running back is definitely a question this year, you got to feel good that a sophomore and a junior stepped up in game one. Now, of course, it's going to get a lot harder, but I still contend that Paris Paris can be competitive. You just don't ever know what you're going to get with them. Uh, but still a really good win for Salina. Uh, they go to 1-0, and and we'll talk about their second-week opponent here in the next segment uh, when we move that on. Hey, Dallas Carter. Now, look, I'm not going to claim that beating Yates is some big thing. This isn't the Yates of old. Heck, it didn't the Carter of old. Uh, but for Carter, a team that a lot of people keep saying, hey, they're, they're really close to breaking through. They're really close to breaking through and being a true region threat. Um, you know, last year they went 9-3. and three, uh, And in this same game, they won that game against Yates. It was 46-26. to 26. Uh, but you remember Lake Worth beat them in that weird seven to two game in the second round of the playoffs. Um, and and I, I do think that this is a good first step for the 2023 year for the Cowboys and Spencer Gilman, the head coach, Gilbert, the head coach. Um, they've got Kimball this week again. We'll talk about that. But man, when, when you look at this Carter team, the, the talents there, Caden Landry at running back, they've got a big old offensive line. Uh, anchored by Sam Kennard, six foot four, three hundred pounds. Uh, you've got Cavante Crawford, a six foot four, two hundred fifty uh, tight end, also kind of an extra tackle at times. Uh, he also will play defensive line, some on the defensive end, some on the interior. Uh, you, you've got Travion Bookman, another uh, good defensive lineman, not quite as big, but he moves around really well. Uh, you've got J. Anthony Stevens, a very young, up and coming talent. Again, if this Carter team can find consistency against the good teams, they're going to be scary. And they laid a good foundation down last year. You know, they got their first win of the playoffs since 2017 when they beat Sulphur Springs 37-33 to before losing in that weird game. But, you know, this is a good step for them. And, again, we'll talk about their second-week opponent as it's the old South Dallas Super Bowl. Uh, against the Kimball Knights. That's always a fun one. Growing up, now, I, I grew up in Marshall. And if you know anything about the history of Carter, uh, the, Carter and Marshall intersected in 1988 in a classic game down at uh, Floyd Casey Stadium uh, with Carter winning. And from that moment on, I was just always kind of, uh, I always followed Carter from afar. And them and Marshall ended up playing a couple uh, times in the regular season as well. And when I moved up to Dallas uh, and, and was doing this as a career, uh, one of my goals was to uh, call a Dallas Carter, Dallas Kimball game at the Cotton Bowl, the, the South Dallas Super Bowl. And I finally got to do that, and that was a blast. And, and so I've always enjoyed following Carter uh, and, and their things. And I'm glad to see them, it looks like, finally pointed back up. Again, for them, it, it's just about consistency. That, that's all it's going to be for them. Uh, until they can break through that glass ceiling of that second round. Hey, look at Pinkston, folks. 
The Vikings go out to East Texas and win 38-22. You know, it's not always easy for the inner-city DISD uh, schools to come out uh, to East Texas or go out to East Texas, even against the Wills Point team that has struggled. Uh, but Pinkston did that and got the big win. You know, they beat Wills Point last year, too, at home. A lot of people don't realize they started 4-0 and last year, and then they kind of hit a rut where they were in some competitive games but lost. They started off district play losing to Wilmer Hutchins last year 20-14, to and it just spiraled down from there, 32-7 to to Carter. And a lot of it is, to be honest, the schedule they played in non-district wasn't as tough as their, their district schedule, but still another good start for Pinkston. They're 1-0. They'll take on Sunset next week. Uh, Panther Creek out of Frisco. Man, this is just a weird district. Uh, swings all the way inside to DISD, all the way up to Salina, and then over to Frisco. Uh, but the Panthers, they started their year off with a win, 48-7 to over Frisco Independence. Now, last year, their very first game in their program history in UIL, they lost to Independence, 49-14. to So uh, the difference a year makes. And also Independence is a little bit down this year. But, man, Panther Creek, they're, they're one of those teams that are firmly in the watch-out mode. A true dark horse team for uh, not only this district. They'll make the playoffs, but but I could see them making a two- or three-round run in, in, in the playoffs. Again, it, for, for football, in today's world, it's all about matchups. Uh, but a good start for them with that win. They'll take on Arlington Heights next week. And then North Dallas, man. I love seeing North Dallas win. Uh, man, when, you know, I remember when when they were almost the laughing stock of Texas high school football. And then it got to be where it was so bad, they also kind of became, it was a, they were a sympathetic figure. Uh, but the Bulldogs, the last few years, man, they, they've actually become a team that, you know, they made the playoff a couple years ago for the first time in the history of their program. They, they're still trying to figure out how to win consistently and not just win the one game they need to get into the playoffs like they did a couple years ago. And, and this is a good start beating Samuel 41-6. to um, it, The funny thing is, is last year they also won this game. It was 32-6. to So at least we know that the Bulldogs know how to stop Samuel. This, year, this week they'll take on Seagoville at Seagoville. Uh, we'll talk about that one as well. And then Wilmer Hutchins, they win as they start their season off against Dunbar. Hutch scored 13 in the first quarter, 13 in the fourth quarter to seal it. Uh, great job defensively holding Dunbar to under 250 yards of total offense. Uh, Wilmer Hutchins had 411 yards of total offense. Uh, and what you like to see about that was how balanced it was. 215 through the air, 196 on the ground. Uh, Thomas J. McMillan, 13 of 18 for three touchdowns through the air. Uh, no interceptions. And that's going to be key. Jacob Cummings, who's a really good running back, 105 yards. Uh, Jenheim Cummings, he had 60 yards. Uh, McMillan uh, at the quarterback position, he added 30 yards. So you see an offense, and, and I know Dunbar is not – the greatest team in the world, but Dunbar is not a bad team. And, and you see this Eagle offense be diversified. Uh, and that could be the difference then from them from last year uh, when they struggled and went five and six, when a lot of people thought that they were going to be a team uh, that, that might be a little bit of a dark horse, but they could never get that offense going. You know, they, they only scored 17 against Salina. They only scored 11 in their loss to Carter. Uh, 23 in their loss to Southwest out of Fort Worth, 13 in their loss to Northside out of Fort Worth, 13 against uh, Hillcrest. So that that offense all year long was just so inconsistent. 
Uh, it would pop up like it did against Panther Creek and have a big fourth quarter to win 27-21. to 21. But then in that playoff game against Coffin, it was nowhere. And, and Coffin was a good team last year, but, I mean, their defense wasn't shut down, shut them out, and, and they were able to do that against uh, Hutch. And so if Hutch can figure out uh, th- that consistency on, on the offensive side and if they can get that diversity uh, through their whole game, uh, they're going to be good. I mean, McMillan can throw the ball. They have a really good uh, a couple wide receivers in Robert Hall and Amos Rattler. Uh, they combine for 160 yards and two touchdowns in this game. So the, it's all there for Hutch. Again, it's a lot like Carter. It's just being consistent when when it comes to the big games, not only in district, but especially district because that's where it matters. You know, what are they going to do against Salina? What are they going to do against Panther Creek? That that's going to decide the path for these these teams because again, it's not just about making the playoffs; it's about getting a path in the playoffs that that you have a chance to become a region threat. And, and the best way to do that to start off is to have a good seed, and you've got to be able to beat a Salina or a Panther Creek because I, I legitimately feel like right now uh, you, you've got Salina, Panther Creek, Carter. And then Hutch is just right below them, but all four of them could could possibly be interchangeable with Salina's youth. Uh, I, I could see that happening. Uh, I still think Salina wins the district. Uh, we said that on our Big R's preview show. I mean, it's Salina. But I do think that Carter and I do think that Wilmer Hutchins have a chance this year to shake off the, the inconsistency and possibly be a threat in the district play. All right, we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we're going to look at who these teams are playing in Week 2 right here on the Granny's Bakery 748 Division One Week 2 show on S2S Sports, part of L4 Media. Here at L4 Media, we talk high school football, 4A, 3A, and 2A in Texas. We talk East Texas sports. We talk NFL, guy talk, movie, and booze. We also talk wrestling and so much more. And you can see it all on our YouTube channel at L4 Media Company. Like and subscribe. Terry Bennett back here on the 7-4A Division I District Show brought to you by Granny's Bakery. Again, I want to remind everybody, you can hear each and every week, sideline to sideline, the Class 4A edition. Uh, We also do a YouTube video of that show. You can find that at L4 Media Company on YouTube, on podcast feeds, and on the website, S2S Grant and Terry. That's where the audio only goes. So you can check that out each and every week as Grant Goodwin and I talk all things 4A across the state of Texas. Uh, just this fr- last Friday, we were at Lorena, China Spring. Of course, China Spring, two-time 4A state champs in Division One and Division II. Uh, two years ago, they won in Division II. That's year they upset Carthage in the region final uh, and then uh, won state. And then last year, they won state as well. Two great games in their state championships, beating Gilmer in uh, the first one, and then last year beating Bernie in just an absolute slobber knocker of a game back and forth. Uh, so we like to talk all things 4A, and, if, of course, Salina in this district is 4A. So if you're a fan of the Bobcats or anybody else here in 7-4A, please tune in. All right, speaking of Salina, they're going to have Bishop Lynch this week. Salina goes on the road to take on the Friars. Uh, the Friars are 0-1 on the year. They lost to uh, Hurst L.D. Bell. Uh, last week, 36 to 14. So that's a big difference in classification for Bishop Lynch from LD Bell to Salina. Uh, the Raiders of LD Bell had their way on the ground, and that bodes well for Salina. 
they had over 230 yards rushing against Bishop Lynch. Offensively, Bishop Lynch, they had a pretty solid day, 365 yards. They actually outgained uh, Hurst L.D. Bell, but the turnovers killed them. They had two fumbles. Hurst L.D. Bell didn't have a fumble. Uh, Logan Howes, or Legend Howe, great name, by the way, is the quarterback for Fryer last week. He had 197 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions. Godswill Glider, Gladador, man, they've got some great names here. 104 yards on the ground. Patrick Washington, he had a touchdown. Will Estes had a touchdown for Bishop Lynch. But again, uh, they got down early and they just could never get passed up. It was 22 to nothing at half. Uh, they scored a couple touchdowns late, but I think the game had pretty much been decided. Um, look, Salina is the heavy favorite in this game. Salina probably will be able to name their score. Uh, I think it'll probably be pretty close to what it was last week, the 40 to 9 range. It might even get out of hand more. Salina is going to probably, as you're getting closer to district and the heat's supposed to be a little bit better this Friday, uh, a lot of your starters will probably stay in a little bit longer and a little bit longer as you start to stretch out their legs. Uh, but it's, you know, for, Cam- uh, for Campbell, for uh, Salina, you know, again, having a, a, a junior and a sophomore running back, having a young offensive line or at least a young offensive line when it comes to snaps, uh, every game, you know, is an experience. Every game is one cl- step closer to being, you know, a, a, a better team. And so even against the team that they should win, there's a lot of things that you want to look out for for this team. You want to see that offensive con- consistency continue. You want to see what they do defensively as they're going to start seeing different defense or dif- different offensive schemes and, and all that fun stuff. Uh, but, yeah, Salina should win going away. Carter, they're going to be taking on, of course, Kimball, as we talked about, in the South Dallas Super Bowl. And the Knights are 1-0 as they beat West Mesquite last week, 29-7. to uh, they scored, uh, West Mesquite actually scored first, but then Kimball put up 15 in the first, eight in the third, and that pretty much salted it away as Army Williams threw for three touchdowns. And, and the thing that was impressive for Kimball is all three of his touchdowns went to three different guys. Uh, the offense racked up uh, 285 yards of total offense, 223 of it through the air. They did struggle on the ground, but West Mesquite's kind of improved this year when it comes to their, are supposed to be improved uh, when it comes to their defense. Uh, so that could be a little bit of it. Kimball actually only had 18 first downs, but they had so many big plays. Now, the thing that they're going to have to cut out is, is the penalties. They only had one turnover, but they had 13 penalties for 116 yards, and that's something that you can't do. And, and you know, I know the 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 heat is kind of wore off of this rivalry, but it's still a rivalry. It's still Carter versus Kimball. And so a lot of times the emotions are, are, are on edge. Things are raw. And so if you're having 13 penalties against West Mesquite, you really got to be careful in this rivalry game or you could end up, you know, losing the game because you end up with 18, 19 penalties. Now the same goes for Carter, too. That's not just a Kimball thing. But that's going to be an interesting game to watch just because it's a rivalry game. I like Kimball in this game. I just think they're they're a little bit older and they got a little bit more depth. Um, you know, they're a team that they returned 17 starters and they really think that they're going to not only make the playoffs like they did last year, but actually make the playoffs with a solid record and maybe go around or two. Uh, and, and so I, I just feel that they're a little bit better in this game, but don't be surprised if Carter wins. You never are surprised when anything happens in this rivalry, but don't be surprised if the Cowboys win this game. But right now, I, I like Kimball in it by about a touchdown. Pinkston's going to take on Sunset. Panther Creek's going to take on 
Fort Worth, Arlington Heights. Now, for Panther Creeks, this should be a game that they're way more competitive in than they were last year. Arlington Heights beat them 34-3. to You remember, I mean, you know, we talk about Panther Creek and they that Cinderella run at the end of the district to make the playoffs. I mean, that, that included getting beat really bad by Salina and getting beat by Carter, but they won the games they needed to for that fourth spot. But, man, at the beginning of the year, they were they were getting just absolutely drawn. 49 44-3, 52-28, 68-0. But they were playing really good teams. And last year, Arlington Heights was 10-2, and they're going to be just as good this year. You know, they started out the year drubbing Joshua 36-6, not really a lot in that. But just inside of 5A or 4-5A Division II, they're one of the favorites. Them and, you know, I think Colleyville Heritage is still one of the favorites. Uh, last year, you know, they made it all the way to the third round before, or second round before getting beaten. A very close one to uh, Cantulio, 21 to 14. They beat Independence in that first round. And I know that was considered a little bit of an upset, but I- I'm telling you that this team is really, really good this year. And they're in a district uh, that benefits them as far as. Uh, the competitiveness, when you look at it, you've got them, you've got Colleyville Heritage, you, you've got Grapevine, and then after that, you've got all the Fort Worth uh, ISD schools that are in 5A. Uh, and so I, I, I do think Panthers, uh, the Panthers of Panther Creek will play this game closer. But, yeah, I, I like Arlington Heights to win. It won't be 34-3 to three or 34-6. to six. I, I think this is a one- or two-possession game. Uh, I, I could see this going uh, the Yellow Jackets way. 28 to 24, 35 to, to 28, one of those type things. It's going to be way, way more competitive, in my opinion, than it was last year because I think Panther Creek is, is that improved. North Dallas will take on Seagullville. Seagullville will win that game. And then uh, Wilmer Hutchins, they'll take on Fort Worth Southwest. And this will be another interesting game. Last year, Wilmer Hutchins lost this one in a one-possession game, 29 to 23. Uh, the Raiders uh, lost a close one to Waco to begin the game or begin the season. They went down to Waco, actually ran into some of their fans. And yeah, they had a couple fans down there. It's a team that doesn't travel well, but there was some there. Ran into them because we were down at Lorena and we all stopped at a Bucky's on the way back. And I was actually just randomly talking to them, and, and, and they were talking about how, you know, they, they had a couple possessions just not go their way late and ended up losing that game. Uh, this is going to be a good one. Philip Tanner and, and the Raiders, I think, really feel that they're a team that's going to improve on that four and six from last year where they just barely missed the playoffs. They have one of the best uh, athlete duo in Martavius Boswell and Raylan Carter in the DFW area. They play all over the field. Uh, Boswell's quick and shifty. Uh, Raylan Carter is just a massive human being that can run. This dude is six foot four, uh, almost two forty, and ap- apparently has ran a couple four sixes, four sevens. Uh, he's just a beast. He's actually bigger than some of their offensive linemen. Uh, Jamarian Bell. He he's more of a scat back. You don't hear that term anymore. But that's when I I saw some film of the game, and that's what he reminds me of. Uh, and I think that this is going to be a, another really good test for uh, Wilmer Hutchins. I think that they're going to lose this game. I think it's going to be close. I, I think it's going to be a lot like last year, actually, 29 to 23. Uh, you know, give me a 31 to 28 type of game. Uh, Southwest has a really good kicker, kicker in Hector Martinez. And if it comes down to that, if they have the ball and they need to score, you know, a field goal or, or to tie or to go ahead, they won't be afraid to try a 45 yarder. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see how 
how this game plays out. A very, you know, non-district, I always say, you know, I love non-district the first couple weeks, and then I'm ready for district play. But with this district, with 7-4-A, there's so much that these teams are having to learn. Salina being young. Wilmer Hutchins and Carter trying to prove that they can be consistent. Panther Creek trying to prove that, yeah, they can take that step from being the first-year program that surprisingly made the playoffs to being a team that's actually a team that people don't want to play in the playoffs. And so there's a lot of growth over these next couple weeks. Now, the fun thing is, is this district is so big, it won't take long. Everybody else will be playing non-district, and this district opens play, district play up, uh, what, September 21st is the first district game on a Thursday. Uh, and so it's only going to be two more games. Uh, these two, I'm saying two games from now, you know, two more games, and then we start district play. So buckle up, folks. Football season's already about to be fast-forwarding here in 2023. Again, we want to thank our sponsor, Granny's Bakery, for making – all this possible. Find them at 401 West Pecan Street in Salina. Give them a call, 469-352-8806. Find them online at grannysweeties.com. Also on Facebook, just type in Granny's Bakeries. They do it all. They have cakes. They have pastries. They have breads. Uh, they have a coffee bar. They have a beer and wine selection. Again, I'm just back onto that Cupcake Factory. I've got to go there just for the Cupcake Factory. They have a grab and grow. You can go in and just get your stuff and go. Uh, they do classes where they try to teach people that want to learn how to bake like they do because that's what this place is all about, showing the love of Granny and her baking uh, by providing it for people and also teaching people. And we do appreciate them, again, for being a title sponsor on our network. And until next time, this has been the 7-4-A Division I show brought to you by Granny's Bakery on S2S Sports, part of L4 Media.